Go Blue. of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And adjusting his microphone just a moment too late, I'm Jim DeWire. And uh, obviously a relatively interesting week. I would say it was one of Trump's uh, worst weeks of his presidency. But 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 wait, it's. I think here we hit, it's just nothing but bumpy Yeah. from now on. Hang on, you're, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, yeah, so many bizarre events just in one week. This is certainly in Trump's uh, top five worst weeks of his presidency. Uh, so just a quick review. Um, Great Britain accuses Russia of the nerve agent attack in Salisbury. About which Trump says nothing. For a couple of days. Remember Salisbury Cross. It's in a famous British poem. I think that's what they're talking about, the village of Salisbury. Probably one of those charming British little uh, old-school villages. Uh, Tillerson urges sanctions uh, that day and condemns uh, the, the Russians. Trump and fires fired the next day. Tillerson the next day. You can't say that. Uh, Trump's uh, Tillerson's assistant was also fired because apparently he made a statement that conflicted with the White House disinformation. Interestingly, also dismissed, in fact, taken out bodily from right. the White House all, that same week yeah. was Trump's personal assistant, the guy who holds the clipboard, carries the pens, gets the coffee, whatever. Gambling, online gambling problem. Online gambling and probably uh, a witness to some of uh, Trump's depravity. Who knows? Uh, Connor Lamb wins in Pennsylvania. In like a lamb. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, you know, this is a fascinating result. Uh, obviously, it's not been officially declared, but uh, I'd like to point out that Murphy won this uh, district in 2010. Look this up with sixty-seven point two percent of the vote. 
This, this is, guy was like an ideal candidate for this was. district, uh, even with regards to the, um, I mean, certainly a centrist Democrat. Well, the um, thing was, and, was... But with strong labor connections. Strong labor. The, it's really more like West Virginia mm -hmm. than uh, Pennsylvania in that part of Pennsylvania. And, you know, his military background, his prosecutorial background uh, helped. Uh, they weren't going to be able to demagogue him on law and order. Uh, which is a phony issue all the way around. The only issue, though, where he really parted company with the Democrats is guns. And there are pro-gun Democrats all around the country. Well, and you, uh, you know, I have to pay lip service to Nancy Pelosi's not the boss of me. Right. Because, you know, I actually was driving through Pennsylvania sure. uh, during the buildup to that. And the bombardment of radio ads on the car radio were all about he'll bow down to Nancy Pelosi. Well, that didn't work. And uh, it was remarkable to hear the spin machine the next day claim that Connor Lamb ran as a Republican. I'm like, no, he didn't. Or the Trump apologists who said, well, you know, uh that guy was a weak Republican candidate, and if Trump hadn't gone out there to rally for him, he probably wouldn't have even made it as high as he did. That's well. Just keep telling yourself that, I guess. The polls show that it would be close, and it was very close. It was close, and uh, but and and Trump did win this district by twenty, uh, roughly twenty points uh, in twenty sixteen. This is a devastating loss. Murphy, of course, uh, I think his first name might be Tim, was forced to resign in a. Sex scandal turned into an abortion scandal. Mm. He's one of the most zealous uh, right-to-life types. And uh, he had a little fling with a... Okay, so, well, maybe all abortions aren't so bad. Little fling with somebody in the office, I believe, and then it turned into him urging her to get an abortion. That was taped. Whoops. Uh, he actually uh, was kind of forced to resign by the Republican Party. Sex scandal turned into an abortion scandal is uh, not good. Um, then, of course, uh, Larry Kudlow was named uh, the new uh, chairman of the Economic Advisors. I would say that his record of being wrong is only surpassed by Donald Trump. So he'll be a good fit. He'll be a good fit with Trump. The dream team, phase two. He's a windbag. So the windbag joins the hosebag. Uh, Trump then muddles up the trade statistics, uh, exposed as either a liar or uninformed. This is related to the Canadian trade deficit. Well, he seemed to boast about it later as, I didn't know, I just made it up. So, hey, there you go. Ha ha. So, more <laughs> egg on Trump's forehead. Ivanka was dispatched to South Korea to, uh, lay the groundwork for this, uh, for who knows what. We don't even have an ambassador to South Korea. I don't know. Maybe there's some shoe product that she has in, you know, manufacture there. Right. Also requires her uh, oversight. Who knows? But uh, bizarre, to say the least. Uh, I'm not too sure that Mike Pompeo is going to be a uh, uh, accommodating on negotiating with uh, the North Koreans. And I'll be amazed if that meeting ever happens. Uh, then Trump, of course, attacks uh, Mr. McCabe and Mueller uh, the day after Mueller requests Trump's personal business records. Starting to get a little dicey. And Trump, of course, claims he likes heat. 
Well, uh, actually, I think those <laughs> records were requested a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. We just find out about it then. So it's when the story breaks, then Trump's response is, well, <laughs> fire McCabe. And Jeff right. Sessions goes, yes, my and, precious. And he apparently ordered uh, Sessions to do so. Uh, so Sessions <clears throat> did so under duress. Apparently, he was threatened with being fired. We'll find out more about this. And the upcoming sequel by Robert Altman, entitled Mrs. McCabe and Mr. Mueller. It'll be called Mueller and... Well, you know... McCabe and... What is it? McCabe and Mrs. Miller is the actual Robert Altman film. In the wake of this McCabe thing, there's new, you know, uh, acquisitions to the Trump legal team uh, who I won't bother going into talking about, but the fact that he's shown yet again that the best way to prove you're innocent is to act like the guiltiest guy in, in the neighborhood. That's I right. Mean, even Tricky Dick would pale yeah. at some of these, you know, bold, bald-faced assertions. Well, and, and Trey Gowdy uh, was, was sort of outraged on one of the Sunday news uh, uh, shows uh, regarding that, and uh, he actually used the phrase, well, if you're so not guilty, why are you acting guilty? Right. Uh, so Sessions uh, fires uh, McCabe under duress. This is pettiness run amok. And, and it will be hearing more about this because he'll sue for wrongful dismissal. Uh, and uh, his notes will emerge. Uh, Comey's uh, tweet over the weekend was also quite interesting where he simply said, uh, soon, Mr. President, uh, the full story will be out and we'll see, you know, who's embarrassed then. And, of course, the haze of the opium den in the actual movie, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, oh, right, is forthcoming. I'm sure that Stormy Daniels has... Well, actually, wasn't Trump in uh, New Hampshire today to talk about his getting tough on opioids yeah, policy, exactly. which I'm sure will be as toothless as his ideas about gun uh, safety. So that'll be interesting. And, of course, that's back in the news. She's trying to... She's suing the president. He's he, countersuing for right. twenty million dollars because nothing happened. Yeah, nothing that's, happened. That's why this is all happening because nothing happened. Uh, then, of course, over the weekend, we learned that uh, Cambridge Analytics uh, stole uh, or utilized—is maybe a better uh, clinical term for what they did? Fifty million IDs on Facebook to target advertising. Through friends, uh, likes, and and the fact that it was that a, sort of stuff. a Russian oil company that was on the you know like leading edge of that uh, the desire for that uh, analytic uh, is a little bizarre. And of course, uh, there were the other sort of interesting news of the week was that the Justice Department slash uh, Trump administration nixed the. Uh, Broadcom deal, which is only interesting because Trump just two months ago had the CEO of Broadcom on, uh, you know, basically a dog and pony show where he promised to move Broadcom's headquarters, they're based in Singapore, to the United States, and that Trump was bragging that this showed that his uh, economic policies were working. Um, They thought better of it. Uh, for a variety of reasons, might have been the only actual 
good news of the week. Um, well, actually, I'm going to throw one more in that I think was good news from last week, and that was the uh, nationwide student walkout. Yes. On the 14th, marking the first month since the shootings at uh, the school in Parkway, Florida. And, uh, you know, I'm no longer uh, a high school teacher, but uh, did that job for uh, quite a while. Still have friends in the field. Uh, Talked with them briefly about uh, their, you know, what each of the schools here in town, Pioneer and Huron. uh, And uh, very impressed with the uh, tenacity, the calmness, the organization of the students. Uh, the aspect of this story that I think really tells you just how serious and fervent this new youth movement is was the fact that in Boston, where heavy snows had dictated a snow day, those kids showed up at school anyway (laughs) so that they could walk out. Now, if that doesn't break your heart, we all know, some of us more than others, just how important a snow day is. And when you get that call in the morning, it's like, Heaven sent manna. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. But that's how pissed off this young generation who've grown up in the shadow of easy access to military style weapons uh, have become. And I think this is a growing trend. And this is another concern for the Republican Party of the near future. Uh, This is not something that's going to go away. This is going to be a growing trend. Not go away, and of course... Uh, Three cheers for the youth of America, says I. All of Trump's claims about the gun situation have been proven to be false. Alas, and he falls right back into the lap of, what are the NRA's suggestions? Well, that's what I'm good with. Yeah, and Florida to the, you know, did pass a compromise bill that shows there is some progress. Of course, a couple of weeks ago... And their ago, awareness of the, the new pressure. Uh, This is a growing movement and strikes me as something that's not going to fade away, uh, to borrow a phrase from a famous uh, rock and roll song. (laughs) Not fade away. Not fade away, baby. Uh, And it's not going to fade away. Uh, I think there's uh, genuine anger and concern about this for obvious reasons. Uh, It's simply unacceptable that these assault rifles are allowed to be sold. These are military weapons that are designed to kill people. Uh, They are not used for hunting or target shooting. Your pheasant may not taste very well. (laughs) Of course, a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was interesting that Trump, uh, in connection with the uh, Russian uh, situation, is alleged to have asked witnesses after they met with Robert Mueller Mm -hmm. if they had been nice. Oh, geez, how sweet. Trump basically had a week where you can only say that he looked, by the end of the week, a little bit like Marvin the Martian. I'm very angry. (laughs) He's walking on top of uh, the earth in circles, going nowhere. And by the end of the week, it's fascinating that a new poll has come out globally, proving that Trump is a loser. Um, 64%... Of people abroad, when asked if they tr- trusted Trump to do the right thing, the answer was uh, no. 26% said yes. In a couple of other interesting. Well, you know what's also stories. down statistically? Tourism from other parts of the world to the United States. As our college admissions. Yep. And by the way, that actually contributes to the American 
uh, reduces the American uh, trade deficit. This is part of the services component of international trade that uh, Donald Trump keeps ignoring and seems to be woefully uninformed about. The other fascinating thing was Unilever announced that they're leaving London. Um, I also noticed that uh, a media company, I'm not finding the actual article on that at the moment, but let's just put it this way. They have filed Clear Channel's uh, communications owned by a new corporate entity. Uh, they were loaded up with debt uh, from leveraged buyouts in the uh, noughties back when Bush was uh, managing our economy and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan so effectively. Um, they filed for bankruptcy protection. They run uh, something like 850 radio stations around the country. They're losing money hand over fist. I, I noticed that their interest payments on their debt was $1.4 billion out of total revenue of $6.2 billion. I don't know how well you are at business out there, but if you have a debt ratio of about 22%, this is just interest on the debt, probably not going to be in business much longer. Uh, that is interest on your total revenue. That is almost a quarter of total revenue going up in smoke to who? Wall Street, banks, uh, leveraged buyout specialists, that sort of thing. How long they're going to be in existence is unknown. But how fascinating that they um, underwrite the Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity radio shows all around the country, including in many of the largest media markets. Um, so stay tuned to that. Uh, they are in bankruptcy protection. So for the time being, they're allowed to operate. But we saw with uh, Toys R Us, that sometimes doesn't work very well. If you can't get it turned around in a jiffy, uh, who knows? And I would say suggest that the ratings of Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity are cratering because they're losers along with the president. Well, let's face it. The Sean Hannity uh, program is already morally bankrupt. So it makes sense that its owners might end up in uh, a similar financial position. And then, of course, Vladimir Putin wins a uh, fourth term, I guess is officially what it is. He is now the president, quote-unquote, of Russia. He's sort of more like the... And interesting that the attempted assassinations and stranglings uh, all occurred in the lead-up to the election. Yeah. And this nerve agent involved is... I mean, this is this is out of a John Le Carey novel. This is amazing stuff. This is not something that an amateur can just sort of casually use in an assassination attempt. And, of course, it's got all the elements of bizarreness about it. Uh, but I did hear one interesting counterfactual argument that was made by one Russian expert that I thought was quite interesting. He said that the actual um, sanctions that Britain is proposing on Russia actually helps Putin because Putin's enemies are the people that live in London. These oligarchs and Putin's enemies are buying property in London. They, they've gone there for the, quote, safety of getting out of the Soviet Union, where they would probably be doomed. Um, so that's a very fascinating counterfactual argument about this whole thing. This particular gentleman uh, was uh, 
a double agent of some sort. And then, of course, there was a strangulation later in the week. Yeah. So, I mean, this is getting really interesting. And this is right out of Jean Le Carre, um, that this bizarre nerve agent uh, linked, well, I think, quite sense. clearly to the Soviet Union, the former Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, and it's quite obvious, too, that uh, this is an image that is part of the uh, strongman uh, mystique that uh, my reach is so powerful and secretive and secure and uh, all knowing that I can reach out and my enemies abroad are affected by my malevolence, um, which Putin needs to play that strategy up. And it's certainly one that Trump and other autocrats uh, enjoy. But uh, there is increasing pressure. Uh, it, I'm sure it takes great courage in former Soviet Union to be a Putin uh, opponent or Putin critic. Uh, and yet there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people over there who are attempting to drag that country closer towards something like democracy. And let's be honest, you know, I am not one that is is uh, in favor of what I call a renewal of the Cold War. Uh, but I do think that it's important to realize what Putin has done and is doing. Uh, the Ukraine. A series of Syria aggressive acts. Is are, no question. You know, they're not small potatoes here. He is muscly asserting uh, Russian power. He is trying to restore a kind of a grandiose nationalistic view of the Russian uh, nation. This is he's what his support is. He's exploiting a void in the Middle East of, uh, you know, Western leadership or attempts to bring an honest peace, which the U.S. has failed at, obviously, for, for decades. But yeah, Jared Kushner is just not up to that job. <laughs> he's working on the Mexican uh, NAFTA negotiations, among other things. Um, Putin is, uh, you know, he, he, he understands that Russia is a uh, superpower. You know how many time zones they have in the Soviet Union? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Well, they only have 10 now, but it's still an enormous place. It's relatively self-sufficient in all sorts of things, particularly since they annexed the eastern Ukraine and Crimea. Um, sanctions against Russia have a limited effect, in my opinion, though Russia certainly needs uh, s some capital uh, uh, formation deals. But Putin they certainly uh, have mastered the art of... Looking for secret deals on big quantities of cash. Yes, and of course, uh, Trump uh, has some unknown business connections with Russia. Those are still being investigated by Mr. Mueller. Um, uh, Putin has met with Saudi Arabia, China. You know, there's even a new, perhaps, warming of relations between China and Russia. They frequently, by the way are on the same side in the in the UN Security Council. So this is not uh to be dismissed as as just something that's minor. Putin's going to be around for six more years. He he may outlast Trump. Uh I'm sure that Trump has sent his congratulations and his is jealous of his authoritarian uh perch, the one that he so desires but uh, will never attain. Uh, here in the United States for a variety of reasons. Trump, um, of course, operates under chaos. He claims he likes heat. Uh, Putin packs heat and operates coolly. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for more uh, mischief in the uh, 
the world of espionage. Uh, who's next? Well, who knows? Uh, do you think Jared Kushner's going to be making any trips to Russia on behalf of Donald Trump? I don't think so. And uh, the extent that Trump is uh, owes money to these oligarchs around the world is part of the Mueller uh, angle here in requesting business records. I think as the Mueller investigation proceeds apace and as it gets closer to the personal business dealings and finances, I think we begin to understand a little better why the immediate facial reaction on Donald J. Trump the night he was told he won the election was, oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, if you remember his immediate response to that, just you could read the body language. It was a neon sign of, oh, crap, I won. I wanted to lose closely so I could fulminate <laughs> and continue to operate my businesses. Of course, he boasted that he could run his businesses while being president of the United yeah. States. He's because uh, he's, he's like a smart guy. He's a very stable guy, as I recall. <laughs> he's incredibly stable. Not smart, but like a smart guy. His name is being jackhammered off of various buildings around the globe as we speak. <laughs> I think there was one in Panama recently. Uh, it's just <laughs> remarkable. It's fun. It's exciting <laughs> watching Donald Trump. Well, in a manner that would embarrass even Richard Nixon himself, it proceeds... Have a nineteenth nervous okay. breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's getting getting hot. A live there. tweet. <laughs> At least he can go to his grave. Well, claim, and claiming you know, that he's a a very stable genius. At that, we'll see what uh, amusement there may be uh, out of Don Jr.'s divorce proceedings. Too, I'm sure that's. Uh... Yeah, that's a, another <laughs> fascinating development. Uh, I wonder if you know. <laughs> I wonder if Melania is next. Indeed. Yeah. And what about uh, Gina Haspel as the uh, named uh, oh, yeah. next Torture. head of the CIA? <laughs> Back uh, in the news. That's that's a, a, a position which is uh, dependent upon a confirmation hearing, I presume. Yes, a confirmation hearing. So that should prove interesting. She didn't have to go through one to become the deputy. Uh, but I think what Trump is banking on is this notion that... She is female and that the Democratic female senators will see that as progress. Uh, but don't be so sure. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, what she's forced to testify about is still up in the air. And let's remember, uh, by the way, that technically regarding experience and all that, I'm sure that she is qualified. This is the True. CIA after all. Yeah, right. Uh, this is not a tea party with the Mad Hatter and uh, the Church Mouse and all those people. That's a little north of Langley. <laughs> if you want the tea party, go to the Trump White House. That's right. There's Mad Hatters frolicking about in bedrooms with uh, bowls of cereal called Golden Grams. Uh, uh, well, we won't go there for the time being. <laughs> It's well documented in these New York New Yorker articles. The dossier is fake. Well, <laughs> that's what Putin says. Uh, Michael Isakoff and uh, David Korn's yeah. book Russian Roulette. I've started reading that, and the the details about the whole Miss Universe pageant, and they downplay the you know more salacious elements of the so-called dossier. But 
his his desire and and fawning uh, earnestness to please and appeal to Vladimir Putin even at that early stage is just it's it's egregiously evident. It's egregiously evident. Uh, the man was desperate for cold cash, and uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, by the way, uh, you know it's fascinating to note that when oil prices go up. Uh, Russia is a beneficiary of that. So Trump's uh, weak dollar policy, which uh, he doesn't talk about much, he sort of ignores that fact. That's actually been a fact of his 14 months in office, uh, is, is, is not good. That means oil prices sort of start inching upward. By the way, on that media thing, the official company is called iHeartRadio. It is the parent company. It's got $20 billion of debt. And it is the parent company of uh, Clear Channels Communication, which it pretty much bought uh, a couple of years ago in a debt deal that they may now regret as Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity uh, may soon not be employed by these, uh, you know, these syndicated radio shows that allow them the bullhorn to convince white men that they're being discriminated against. It's a remarkable theory. Well, there will probably always be uh, work for such tools at the toolbox that is Fox News, uh, as long as that remains. Yes, indeed. Well, <clears throat> we are out of time. Uh, do stay tuned here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, Yazoo City Calling is coming up next with a substitute, and she's raring to go. Thanks to Andrew for engineering, and uh, tune in next week. Don't forget, the Ann Arbor Film Festival starts tomorrow. Indeed. 56th annual. I'm glad I remembered that at the last minute. Uh, check it out. Amazing programming all through the week. Uh, stuff you'll never see anywhere else in the world. Indeed. CBN FM, Ann Arbor. Radio you can sink your teeth into. Hello, everybody. You're listening to WCBN FM, Ann Arbor. I'm Sammy here with Yazoo City Calling, and I'm subbing in for Jerry today. He wishes he could be here, but I'm excited to be here as well. I am no, by no means an expert about early blues music, but I do love it and did go through quite a phase with it last year. So hopefully I play some stuff that's interesting to you guys, and if not, call in, request some songs, and it'll be good. All right, we're going to start off the hour with a little bit of the folklore of Robert Johnson. You guys probably already know the story of Crossroad Blues, about how the Crossroads were, were the place where he supposedly sold his soul to the devil to be such a good musician. Well, I hope you guys like it. <laughs> <laughs> 